Good morning, coaches. This is your wake-up call. Today is Monday, April 20th, and here's your host, Executive Vice President of Global Sales, Jeff Hill. Sandy, that was one of your best introductions ever. I mean, you said that with such authority, with such power. I'm, I've got goosebumps. Anyway, All right. Take it away. Thank you. Well, coaches, welcome to our national wake-up call. If you happen to be in Cancun, uh, welcome back, I hope. I know that we had some people that got stranded in various places. In fact, our featured speaker today got stranded in Houston. So uh, the word Houston, we have a problem, actually did ring true for him. Uh, but in all seriousness, we just did get back from Cancun with about 3,500 Beachbody coaches and guests. If you were fortunate enough to be there, uh, it was absolutely fantastic. Of course, there were workouts, there was sun, there was fun. Uh, but, you know, really where it matters is in the networking and in just being together. And uh, it was absolutely uh, an incredible, incredible trip. And, uh, again, congratulations to those that got there. And I know that uh, there's some that weren't able to get off that wait list. And, and uh, we hope that you're able to get on these other, on these other trips because they are great and they're a lot of fun. Uh, but they create culture and history and stories and uh, and just a lot of fun. So uh, thank you to our incredible events team who made this thing just a seamless, uh, magical event for everyone. And for all those that didn't get a go, it's not all it's cracked up to be this morning. My chest is a little burned. I'm itching. I you know, still sand everywhere, and, and I'm not going to go any further than that. But having said that, coaches, uh, we're going to jump in because we're on the 20th of April. We've got a lot to do before this month is over. We've got a lot of goals that we're going after. I know that you're going after. And the purpose of today's call is to help you achieve those calls, to get you back in the saddle if you were gone, and to sharpen your skills uh, if you were there or if you're here. But three things you do need to know. Of course, in order to help you achieve Success Club, in order to help people, we always have our specials of the month. And, of course, this month, if you achieve Success Club, you can earn that exclusive Shaleen bobblehead. But we have challenge packs to help you, our Pio Kickstart and Shakeology Challenge Pack. And for those that may not know what a Kickstart Challenge Pack, all that is simply is a bundled challenge, Shakeology and uh, three-day refresh that's bundled into the same package so that you can use that and then jump into a program. It's a great deal. Uh, it's normally $205, $180. And, of course, then there's just the Pio, the, the Pio Shakeology Challenge Pack at $140, X3 uh, Shakeology Challenge Pack at $160. Uh, that's a $45 saving, normally $205. And then we have our Ultimate Reset Shakeology Challenge Pack. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Carl's actually starting a uh, doing the uh, three-day refresh today. So if you've got that, jump in, get started with him. Also, we have this little event coming up down the pipeline in the middle of July called Summit in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we have over 23,000 people registered for that, but there is still room for more people. Uh, we have scaled this in a way that we can accommodate more. There are still hotels that are available. And um, in all seriousness, um, this year, you're kind of at that last moment to make that decision because it's tough getting babysitters. It's tough taking time off. And now is that time. And if you don't make the decision, obviously, or if you're sitting and waiting, you're making the decision not to go for what will be, uh, I believe, it's not just that it's a fun event. It's that it's the most leveraged event for learning 
that Beachbody provides. We bring the very best to the forefront to provide their very best to train on how to build a successful Beachbody business. That, this is kind of the, the mecca of learning. And so not only is it fun, but uh, it's a rich, rich university of learning. So uh, make a decision uh, and then figure out how to make it happen, uh, and that will come together for you. In addition, Sandy just shared that we have so we made some announcements this past weekend. We did uh, some great announcements, I think, that are gonna, going to be uh, uh, so well received. We have our Super Saturday on the 25th, the Saturday, summer on Sunday. But you need to be there. You need to get your teams there. Uh, you'll get a better sense of what was what was introduced. Uh, we have some great training as well from our coaches, which is always extremely well received, and coming together to use that as a time to, to, move, your business, to move your business forward. Um, so those three things, Super Saturday, Summit, and the Challenge Pack promos uh, are all there waiting to help you build this business. So uh, speaking of building business, we had a number of people this past week that have advanced in rank, and let's give them some recognition with none other than Mr. Darren Ashby. Well, good morning, Jeff. Welcome back. And good morning, coaches. What a great week we had in Cancun. It was really great to meet so many of you during the event, especially where I got to learn how to pronounce some of your names. That was the best. Helps me a lot. So let's put that to the test and see how it goes, starting with our 75 newest Diamond coaches, starting with Erica Amadori, Robin Arnold, Tara Benes, Paul Becker, Amy Barres, Courtney Bohr, Noel Briggs, Allison Brinkley, Kristen Byrne, Lindsay Kemet, John Chandler, Nicole Cochran, Michelle Cooper, Judy Coughlin, Leah um, Cuccinello, Aaron Dodson, Tom Dukes, Gage Ecker, Sean Anton, Jennifer Fellows, Jennifer Faraday, from Canada, Jamie Fitzpatrick, and Ashley Funk, Jen Gamble, Christy Geschke, Kelly Glisson, Candlin Green, from Canada, Aaron Gruich, Maha Gundich, Reagan Haggerty, Jordan Haynes, Ashley Harrington, Twyla Hopper, Christopher Howe, Jasmine Hole, Katie Isaac, Thilma Marie Juan, Sherry Keys, or Cheryl Keys, Jessica Lanzig, uh, Charissa Lewis, Sarah Littleton, Lisa Lutz, Ines McGee from Canada, Caitlin Mahoney, Sarah Mathis, Amanda McKinney, Molly Mechshuar, uh, sorry, let's do that again, Molly Mechshuar, from Canada, Andrea Moros, Catherine Parker, Kendra Pet, uh, Petrick, Heather Ann Pettit, Kim Phillips, from Canada, Lanaya Porter, Calais Price, Alicia Ranta, Kimberly Rogers, from Canada, Tom Sawyer, Nina Shedd, Tina Shoup, Sarah Smith, April Smith, Stephen Stefanelli, Hasadeline Stewarner, uh, Laura Lynn Stewart, Joy Strickland, Sarah Schwarzentruber, Lauren Sylvia, Myrna Velasquez, Angela Vosmir, Sarah Weninger, and Brittany Willems. All right, now on to the new star diamonds for the week. We have Brittany Acker, Jessica Anthony, Amy Banks, Shari Boylan, Micheline uh, Surcroix, Eric uh, Goff, Noel Gutierrez, Jennifer Harrelson, Rachel Harsfield, Taryn Hayes, Scott Janicola, Jackie Koba, Danielle Lichtig, Cynthia Loss, Carmen Mercado, uh, Mercado Crystal Morrison from Canada, Kennedy Moonraw, Sean Muth, Robert Myers III, Rachel Patton, Melanie Rees, uh, Jamie Simpson from Canada, Amalie St. Ong, Laura Verbeek, 
uh, also from Canada, and then Christy Watkins and Leanne Wilson. Now on for our newest two-star diamonds for the week, we have Aaron Blair from Canada, Sean Barginon, Leanne Govayan in a secondary CBC, and also Tammy Hennick, Jennifer Joyner, Allison Conradi, and also in a secondary CBC, Leslie Cordes from Canada, Alita Steele, and Amanda Tress from the U.S. New three-star diamonds for the week. Congratulations to Amy Morgan, Amy Rillman, Danielle Smith, and Melinda Spencer. New four-star diamonds, Megan Blinka and Brooke Dorsett. And our newest five-star diamond coach this week, Angelica Last. New six-star diamonds, Tina Gonzalez and Brian Nelson. And our newest seven-star diamonds, we have four of them. Congratulations to Tara Balick, Aaron Conlon, Keisha Fitzgerald, and in the secondary CBC, Julie Voris. Now our newest 11-star diamond, congratulations, Carrie Legault. And coaches, it is my pleasure and honor to introduce to you our newest 15-star diamond coach this week. Congratulations to Julie Voris. Great job. Okay, that's it for the rank advancements today. Now on to the Daily Beachbody Challenge winners for April 13th through the 19th. Each of these coaches won, you guessed it, $500. We have Kenny and Hannah, Chelsea Smith. Sumakan Nkomo, Rebecca Reed, Taylor Vidinia, Angela Light, and Dan Martin. Top challenge pack sales for the week, Stacey Warchak, Pascal Ducurofel, Jamie Fitzpatrick, Julie Edenfield, Tulin Emery, and Cindy Granley. Top recruiters, Tulin Emery, Katie Shingler, Alyssa Shoemaker, Leticia Dominguez, Kayla Carrion, Tiffany Cronmiller, Sherilyn Dittrich, Bonnie Ingle, Christina Bozzi, and Tanya Barron. Top Success Club point earners for the week. Congratulations, Stacey Warshak, Pascal DeCourafel, Jamie Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick, Julie Edenfield, Tulin Emery, and Cindy Granley. All right, coaches, that's it for yet another week of recognition. Another shout-out to Julie Voris, our newest Superstar Diamond coach, who will be joining us in Santa Monica for the next Superstar Day later this year. Congratulations to all on the call today, and please make it a fantastic week. Back to you, Jeff. All right. Thank you, Darren. Let me just add my congratulations to Julie. She has worked hard this last year. This has been a goal of hers. I've kind of watched her over the last bit as she's grown, developed, and made this happen. And uh, this is a huge, huge accomplishment. So uh, just proud of her. A lot of respect out there for her. And congratulations. All right. Well, coaches, we've got a really uh, great call today. I'm excited about this. Uh, we have one of our founding coaches on the call. That means he started the business back in 2007. That makes him almost agent, but he's certainly no relic. Uh, let me just say this. I can have a little bit of fun with him because uh, I know that whatever I put out there, he'll just give it right back to me. But a founding coach, uh, he and Monica Ward in 2007, for 2014 an elite coach. He's a five-star uh, diamond coach. He is a retired attorney. That just tells you right there that he's a pretty bright guy. You know, the one that he was an attorney, but that he retired from attorney. I'm one of those two, so I kind of have to give myself some kudos. He's a triathlete, a skier, a surfer, uh, husband, father of two, uh, part of the Fit Club Network, uh, but a great leader, great insights on this business, and we're absolutely thrilled today to have none other uh, than the stranded man in Houston, Texas, Dave Ward. Dave, are you with us? I am. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, well, we appreciate you jumping on the call, particularly 
since I know that your schedule's been a little bit chaotic being uh, stranded in Houston, but yet you were able to find a phone uh, from that underpass or overpass where they put you up for the evening. <laughs> I was indeed able to find a phone. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Sometimes you have uh, big opportunities like this one. This has been a goal of mine for a really long time, and um, things don't always go as planned, which is maybe a leadership lesson in and of itself. Yeah, no, no. I mean, that is a leadership lesson in and of itself. In fact, we joked beforehand, you know, we can just say, you know, it's like it's about adapting and learning, you know, kind of, okay, wherever you are, you've got to figure out what you, you know, what's happening, take responsibility, and go from there. And that is a bit of your, a bit of your, you're going to talk about today. But before you jump in there, Dave, I know that you just came back from Cancun. And I'm always a little reluctant to spend too much time on these, you know, talking about it because I realize that there's a lot of people that were unable to make, you know, that trip that really wanted to be there that we just, act, you know, just could not get off the wait list that, that would have given the right arm to be there. But if you had one highlight, you know, one quick highlight to say, hey, that, this is what this is really all about. This is the, the, the essence in, in addition to the fun, the parties, the, all that kind of stuff. Well, what would that highlight be? I guess maybe there's two. As I, as I stand here uh, in my one-star hotel overlooking what can only be described as a stormwater pond full of cigarette butts, uh, it was the view from my room, which is incredible. But I think the bigger one is the same one that I get from every event, whether it's Cancun or Summit or leadership or any of the events. These are like big family reunions for me. And so it's always so great to go back and just connect with the people. And, you know, what's great about family reunions is families grow, and our family continues to grow. And so it's a good opportunity for me to just go and reconnect with some old friends and make some new ones as well. And I think that's always going to be the biggest takeaway for me for any event, and, and Cancun was certainly no exception to that. Yeah, I, I, think, that's, I think that's very, very true. It's just this, it is this sense of family. Um, that's there and just, just seeing people see how they've progressed, how they've grown for them to come with their teams and, you know, the pride that leaders have is, is they've been able to get, you know, develop new leadership and, uh, it, it's just a lot of fun. Well, Dave, let's, let's jump into this. I, I, I introduced at the beginning that you are like an ancient, uh, you know, just guy here with the company started way back in 2007 i think that's about the time fire was created certainly <laughs> before certainly before the wheel but no but but in all seriousness what what motivated you to become a coach i guess what what motivated me to become a coach was really to take control of my life um you know i, I guess going back you know you sort of reflect on how do I condense the last 12 or 13 years of my life into five minutes. <laughs> it was a, big, yeah. a bit of a challenge. Um, but I'll take you back to that, to that sort of 2000, 2006, 2007 time in my life, which was, for me, a real low point. You know, I think everybody's got those in their life where they find themselves, you know, somewhere that they really don't want to be. And that's really where I was at that time. You know, when Monica was off and she went to that founders meeting and and, you know, this new business was starting and she was super excited. I was starting to take a look at my life and I was not happy. <laughs> you know, I was successful. Yes. At least I thought I was successful, you know, and everybody else thought I was successful, too. You know, I had a six-figure income and a Mercedes. But at some point, I just knew that what I had really done for myself was to build myself a five-star prison. <laughs> you know, I built myself a life that I wasn't happy with. And I needed to find a way to change that. And that's what really motivated me to get involved and go do something different. You know, around that 2007 period as well, uh, my father passed away in November of 2007. So 
you know, I came into that experience already not being very happy with what I had created in my life and, and what was going on. And so before that, I was just kind of a jerk. And then after that, I was a jerk with a reason to be a jerk. And so then I became a really big jerk. And I really, I was, I had isolated myself completely. So when I, again, that's why I always go back to the people in the community as, as being the highlight of all these events, because at that time I had very few friends and I was really, really isolating myself more and more and more. And I was sort of angry and bitter and depressed and didn't have a lot of excitement or um, a purpose in life. And what happened for me is a little bit of a story about personal development. I know we talk about, about this a lot on these calls, but I think the reason we talk about it on these calls is because most successful people have some sort of an aha moment that centers around personal development. And that is my story, uh, very, very much my story. In 2008, about a year after my, uh, after my dad passed away, Monica signed me up for a personal development seminar. And I, I didn't want to go <laughs> because personal development is for broken people and there's nothing wrong with me and I'm fine. And that's just for people who don't know, you know, what's going on in life. And so I, I really was resistant to it walking in. But it was the first time that I had been given an opportunity to hit the pause button on my life and really think about it and really look at what I had created and where I was at and then to understand the reason I was where I was at and the reason I wasn't happy and the reason I was depressed and angry and alone and isolated was simply because of me. That was it. That was, that was it. It was on me, right? I was the one who was responsible for all this stuff. I was the one who built the five-star prison. And, and that moment for me was really where things changed and I started to sort of understand life differently and understand the, the different opportunities that we have in life. And I think, you know, as we get into, as we get into to leadership, and, and that's really the, the topic today, right, is, is leadership. And, and you sort of look at leadership, and I think, you know, it can be so intimidating for people because they think, oh, well, I've got to be on the national call to be a leader, or I've got to be a five-star and get in the wall, or I've got to be elite, or I've got to be a 10-star, or I have to be a 15-star, or I've got to have a team of 20,000 people, or whatever it is that you maybe think makes you a leader, as we start to look at that, I think sometimes that's really intimidating, particularly for new people. You know, so what I want to talk about today is just these sort of keys to leadership, things you can do to start to understand how to, um, how to grow and how to um, move forward with your life. The first one really is just understanding that being a leader begins with you. It begins with you being a leader of self. Okay. Now, for me, what that really looked like, and I'm going to suggest it probably looks like this for you too, is that understanding of responsibility, that you are responsible. I don't know what your mess is, but I know you've got one because everybody does. It's about taking responsibility for where you're at now and then taking charge of your life moving forward. You know, one of the things that I often tell people when, you know, we get into this conversation, what do you do for a living? I say, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Now, the reason I say that is because if you look at the definition of entrepreneur, I think it's kind of interesting. The definition of entrepreneur is basically somebody who assumes all the risks of a business venture. And that's exactly what we do here. It's on you. It's about understanding that if your business is growing and your business is charging forward and you're building your family of people and you're, you know, you're building that you know, maybe generational wealth for yourself, maybe it's just a trip to Cancun, it's because you did it. Not because anybody did it for you, it's because you did it. And then understanding the flip side of that coin, 
that if things aren't going the way that you want them to go and things aren't growing and you didn't go to Cancun and you're not on the national call or whatever it is that you think leadership looks like, it's because you didn't do it. That can be a very scary reality. <laughs> it really can be a very scary reality, but I'll tell you, it's fundamental to being a leader is simply accepting responsibility. It's also something that anybody can do. If you look at that, it's just a choice. When I went to that seminar, what I realized, maybe more than anything else, is that I was choosing to be angry and isolated and depressed and unhappy with my life and to continue to do something that I didn't love and that I wasn't passionate about and that didn't fulfill um, some fundamental needs from, for me. And so I think that is really where leadership starts. So that's really the first thing that I would tell anybody, how do you become a leader? First thing, lead yourself. The second thing is I think it's an understanding that um, on a fundamental level, le leadership is actually pretty simple. And, and don't confuse simple with easy. Simple and easy are two different things. Our business is pretty simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy. I get that. <laughs> Sometimes you're going to have to have scary conversations with people, and that's not an easy thing. But it's pretty simple. What leaders do in a very, in a very sort of 30,000-foot view of things is they find needs for people, and they fill them. That's it. That's what we do. You find a need, and you fill it. Now, again, I think it's tempting to just look at the big needs. You know, oh, you're organizing huge events or you're on the national call or doing whatever it is you're doing. You know, you create a training system for your team or those big things. And those are needs that need to be filled. But where do you start? And what I recognized as I started to think about this topic was the very first time I sold a P90X, I became a leader. Because at that moment, and this was, you know, before we had Shakeology and all that stuff, so I didn't even have a challenge pack to sell somebody, but I did have a P90X, and it was a program that I was super passionate about as we started working out with these programs way back in 2003. So I had a, a, just a great belief system about how effective these programs were, and I understood how much they could help people. And I was a young guy from West Virginia University, and he was, you know, younger, he was about 19 years old, and had been overweight his whole life and was always embarrassed to go to the beach and take his shirt off. And he went through and he did P90X and I coached him and worked with him. And I remember, I'll never forget it, he sent me, he sent me this email. That was really very touching. He sent me this email, big long email, and he credited me for, for all the work that he did. I mean, I, I, you know, I, just, I was just there to answer questions and support him and help him out and, and fill whatever needs that he had. If he you know, needed information about nutrition, I had some information about nutrition. I can help you with that. But he sent me this big, long email with his before and after stories, and he gave me all this credit and all this value and built all this into my life. And I remember I took it, and I printed it up, and I was so excited. And I took it to Monica, and I said, you're not going to believe this. I got this great. You, you, you've got to read this story. This is crazy. This guy is crediting me for all of his hard work and success. He thinks I did something here. And she was very, <laughs> very patient with me and sort of just said, look, you know, how does this make you feel? And I said, just, this is, I mean, this is really better than any paycheck I could possibly get. This is, this is the best feeling that, that I've, I've had for a really long time. It's so rewarding to, to, to have this happen for me. And she, she said something like, well, you know, that's good because if you keep doing what I'm doing, you're going to have an inbox full of emails like this. And that's what your life's going to look like. And she said, I could dig around in my emails and I could show you a bunch of emails that people get like this, get, get, that send me, right? That these things that, that we do um, allow people to, um, you know, have such a great experience and it becomes something that you become so passionate about. 
So that's, that's where leadership really starts is, is just by finding needs and filling them. In the beginning, they're smaller needs. And, and, you know, maybe they're not smaller needs. You know, that wasn't a small need for that kid from West Virginia who sent me the email and said, for the first time in my life, I get to go to the beach and take my shirt off. That's a pretty big need when you really think about it. So don't underestimate, the, don't underestimate how those needs get filled. And then over time, I just started filling bigger and bigger needs. You know, at one point, um, we decided we needed a website for, for, our, for our business. So I, I created a website. And then later, we decided we needed to do a weekly team call for our people to get everybody, you know, much like the national call, to have an opportunity to train people, make sure everybody's up to speed on what the latest stuff is. I think this is actually maybe even before the national call, if I, can, if I remember correctly. Again, you know, it's been so long that my memory's a little fuzzy on these things. But um, we needed that. So I, I created that. We needed a newsletter for our team. So, so I created a newsletter. Then eventually, you know, we needed a, a training program for our new coaches. And I created one, and it, and it didn't work. So then I created another one, and that one didn't work. And then I created a third one, and the third one worked really well. So then we had that need satisfied. And the needs get bigger and bigger as you go, but you can't overestimate any of these things. And you've got to start somewhere. Start small, but Start. Go out today, now, right after this call, find somebody to go help. Just go find somebody to help. That's when you become a leader. In this business, that's when you become a leader is that first moment that you go out and just touch somebody's life and help them. And then, you know, take it on. Don't be afraid to fill bigger needs. You're going to mess it up. That's part of the game. It's making mistakes here. I told you about I, I put a lot of time and, and effort into, um, into creating these uh, training programs, and they didn't work, not at first, but I had to keep going, right? So don't, don't stop. Find needs, fill them, keep going. The third thing is a three-and-a-half-hour discussion about human psychology, but it really boils down to something very, very simple, and it's about understanding that fundamentally humans have certain fundamental needs that we need to have satisfied in order to be happy, okay? One of those needs is the need to contribute beyond yourself. Now, some people do that with philanthropy. Some people do it. They go swing a hammer for uh, Habitat at Humanity or Habitat for Humanity, excuse me, and other people do it through this business. And what I know is that this business fulfills that need for me. So when you recognize that and you recognize that what you're really doing is you're just being a leader yourself. That means you take full responsibility for it. That then you go out and you find these needs and you fill them. That when you're doing that, the equation flips for you. I think sometimes people go out looking for success club points. Okay? That's a what's in it for me attitude. Okay? Your attitude here can't be what's in it for me. It can't even really be what's in it for us together, right? It's that, that sort of win-win thing. What you have to go out and understand is all I care about is what's in it for you. That's it. Because I know that if you have a need and I fill it, then you're filling one of my needs right back because I have a fundamental need to contribute beyond myself. And it's just the exact same thing that happened with the story from the kid from West Virginia. That allowed – I helped him and he helped me. Not with, a, not with a $30 commission. That was great and that's wonderful. And all that stuff is, is there in front of you if you can do these other things. You'll get paid. Don't worry about that. You'll make success club. Don't worry about that. Go out and find people's needs and just understand if you can flip the switch for yourself and you can start saying, what's, this, what's in it for you? Because if I can make you happy and I can fill your need and I can help you, there's already something in it for me. 
<laughs> so those are kind of really my three main keys to, you know, I think taking on leadership and, and moving towards that and just kind of keep growing as a person and give yourself some time and some grace and understand that, you know, you're going to make mistakes and occasionally you're going to create a new mess for yourself and, you know, you got to go back and start over and kind of take responsibility for whatever that mess is and, and go, back to the, go back to the fundamentals and start from scratch. That's going to happen and, and that's okay. But as long as you just keep finding needs and filling them, I think you find that leadership is actually pretty simple. You know, Dave, as you're, as you're talking, Dave, I mean, if I were to, to bucket these, I mean, you've done a pretty good job of bucketing, but as I, as, as I think back even over this last weekend, we had an Elite 10 panel uh, where we, you know, introduced the Elite 10 and, 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 you know, gave each one of them about five minutes to kind of share a little bit of their stories or insights, what they've learned, you know, kind of what a must-do in their business and what they would if they had a do-over kind of a deal. Mm. But but it was really interesting um, to just to reinforce what you've said here is that each one of them, you, you, there was this sense of we, it, there was self-leadership. You know, yeah, you, you look at these guys that have got the elite 10 and everybody looks at them as big leaders, but, but it all started with self-leadership and it started with accountability, confronting the brutal facts in their life and saying, here's my mess in your terminology. Here's my mess. I have to deal with it. No one else is going to dig me out of this, this mess. I can't, I have, I've got to behave my way out of this situation that I've created. Um, can't talk my way out. I've got to behave my way out of this. And so I think that's such a key piece for, for new coaches on this call to, to really, there's this opportunity here to say, okay, um, what, what is my mess? You know, what is, you know, where am I in my life? And that realization that, okay, no one's going to fix this but me. Then the second piece that I saw from these leaders, I think you also hit this, is that they became very intentional. Not haphazard, okay, but very intentional in going about and resolving the problem. And that did not mean, like you said, that it's easy, it's clear, but they were intentional about doing things. You put this work, pro you put your training program together, you, you messed up two times on it, but you were intentional about doing that. And so it was this rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat until you, you know, until you got that, you know, you got it right or more writer, right? You know, kind of thing. It'll always be, you know, going. And then the sense of just contribution. So, you know, for new coaches, I just go, man, the accountability is so huge. It's that self-leadership that once you can grasp onto that, you really open the door to something pretty, I think, magical. And all of our successful people, that seems to be a common ingredient. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And I think just, just really quickly, you know, I think this business can be really scary for people. I know I was really terrified of it. I was really yeah. terrified of it in the beginning because – when I did understand that and that it was on me and that nobody was going to do it for me, <laughs> I could do it with some people, but nobody was going to do it for me. And, you know, it, most of us, like me, you know, I had, a, I, had a, I had a boss who gave me work and told me where I needed to be and when I needed to be there and how much work I needed to do. And we had an agreement that if I did this much work, I would get paid this much money. And it was really simple and straightforward. This business isn't that way. <laughs> this business is, is requires you to maybe get up a little bit early. You know, as I was built for the first couple of years in this business, as I was working my, my law business as well, I didn't just, you know, flip a switch overnight and just quit, right? I went out and built myself a business first, and then I left my law practice. That required me to get up early. I got up, you know, 4.35 in the morning. I work before I go to work. Then at work, 
in, in my lunch break, instead of going down to Chili's with the rest of the guys, I either went to Starbucks and got on my laptop or made some phone calls, or I went to the gym because that was the only time I had. And then when I got home, I had dinner with my family, and then I'd go and I'd work late, a lot, a lot of times late until I felt like, okay, today I've done enough for today. You know, and then I had to move on and come back the next day. And I think sometimes that's scary, but you have to wrap your mind around the fact that it's also very exciting because it means you're in control of it. Yeah, I think that's the, you know, I mean, as you listen, I think it's scary, but at the same time, I think once you come to that realization that it's up to you, you've eliminated, you've eliminated the big hairy, one big hairy monster out there is that, is that waiting for someone else to do it for you. Because you will wait the rest of your life, and that will linger forever out there. And once you eliminate that as a very high improbability, that's not going to happen, and you take control, all of a sudden you start to go, scary, yes, but limitless also. And, and fulfilling. Fundamentally, and fulfilling. Just, just very, very fulfilling. You know, that, that was... You know, when I took you back in time to where I was at in my life, and I was in a stage of my life that, to be completely honest with you, I just really wasn't proud of who I was as a man, you know, Yeah. because I had so much missing from my life. And once I was able to sort of do these things, my life changed and grew in such amazing ways, Jeff. I, you know, I go back to this idea of, of the family reunion. I feel that way. I mean, I just love these people. I was so alone back then, and I'm not anymore. I have unbelievable friends, unbelievable people who love me and push me and drive me and, you know, pick me up and dust me off when I fall down on my face and pat me on the back when I do great. There'll be a boatload of text messages later today. I love that. that but you've got you've to you've understand that it's just on you. It's on you to build that. Yeah, I did. Great, great conversation, Dave. Listen, we've got to, we've got to wrap up here, but as, you know, as we wrap, um, you've got, again, you know, uh, you know, we'll have five, six, seven thousand people listen to this, listen to this call, the majority of, of, of which whom are, are newer coaches on this. If you were to say, hey, look, you know, hang in there, time, this is what this looks like, this is what it's done for me, this is what it can look like for you, here's, here's a starting point. What would, that, what would you say to them? You- I would say, yeah, I'd just go back and I'd say, look, as soon as you get off this call, go find somebody to help. Don't, don't wait. Uh, you know, the other thing I see people do a lot is they overtrain themselves. You know, and they get ready to get ready, and they don't go out and do it. It's just about going out and do it. It's about understanding that these are skills that we have to develop over time. The only way to develop skills is to go do them. I could not go and, you know, pick up a golf club for the first time, and and the next week be on the PGA Tour. I'd have to go grind it out and get really good at that skill. This is just the same thing. So I would say just go do it. Go do it. Commit Commit to making some mistakes and be okay with that. But commit to going and doing it, and then just get out there and do it. It's the action is what builds everything for you. You know, having a great mindset is, is, is fundamental, and it's important, and it's a lot of what I've talked about. But if there's no action, if what you're doing is you're building a toolbox, okay, of all these little tools that you've got that you can do great with. I, I know a bunch of people, and they've got these great little toolboxes full of wonderful tools that they never use. <laughs> yeah. They never use them. <laughs> Go swing a hammer. That's what I. That's what I'd tell people. Well, and I. And again, I think if you're, you know, if you're kind of going, well, where do I start? Because there's so much. I think, you know, a couple things I would recommend. Number one, go to your upline. Go to someone that you trust. 
uh, and just say, where do I, what do I do? And then secondly, you know, in the back office, there's training that we've done, a, I think, a pretty nice job, at least that's the feedback we've gotten on starting to break that down into level-specific, you know, mm-hmm. training. But like Dave says, you, you, you know, educate yourself, but then you've got to go apply it. Yeah, make a list and start talking to people. That's what I I tell people to do. Make a list of everybody you know right now and start talking to them and figure out what what their needs are. Everybody's got them. Some people are going to be a little bit slower to tell you what they are, but everybody's got some need that you can fill for them. Yes, we do. Well, Dave, with that, one of my needs is we need to end the call. (laughs) But, um, but, hey, thank you so much for jumping on. Thanks for jumping on with uh, a little – chaos in your life right now and hope you get out of Houston sometime by the end of month of May or April, you know, here. Uh, <laughs> hopefully hopefully tonight. Out, yeah. Hopefully tonight. Thank it's a so good much. opportunity to connect with a coach here in town. So. All righty. Hey, thank you, Dave. For sure, buddy. Safe travels. All right. Thank you. Coaches, um, look, bottom line is this. I think Dave did a, you know, to me, what this business is about, it is an entrepreneurial business. By, by, just by definition, that means that you are assuming the responsibility for the success that you realize or that you don't realize. And um, that is and can be extremely empowering. And it's, it's a brick at a time. And that's where you've got to give yourself permission. One, look at yourself and say, you know what, I am accountable. Number two, I can do this. The tools are all there. Then it's a matter of just putting one foot in front of the other. You don't have to get it all at once, but it will build and it will build, and then there will be these escalation points where your business kind of springs forward. And, yeah, there will be a few steps backward, but that is the way it is supposed to be. That is the learning process. So give yourself permission, but, but do something. Do something. Achieve Success Club this month. You've got 10 days left in the month. You could achieve, you can achieve success by helping three people. Just going out and helping three people meet their needs, as Dave suggested. So, coaches, uh, a great call today, all about leadership. It's about your leadership with yourself, not leading the masses, but you leading yourself. So make this a week where you focus on you, get intentional, get specific, get accountable, and get going. And with that, we'll talk to you next week. And, Sandy, I'll toss it back over to you. Thanks, Jeff. Nice work, Dave. Um, Really great uh, week to jump into. So if you want to listen to this call, it's 832-225-5065. A special shout-out to Boston Marathoners today. Be Boston strong. Bye-bye, everybody.